Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to our book reading entitled When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. We continue on page 289, the delegation from Taif. As mentioned earlier, the Prophet peace be upon him laid siege to Taif after the battle of Hunain, but he was unable to break through the great gate of the city and decided to return to Medina. Following on the hills was Aura bin Mas'ud Thakafi, one of the chieftains of Taif. He caught up with the troops just before they reached Medina, and after meeting with the Prophet, he entered Islam. Then he returned to Taif, confident that his people would embrace Islam once he explained its message to them. After all, his people had often declared he was dearer to them than their own families. Sadly, his people turned against him at his declaration of faith and rained arrows upon him until he lay dead. Zeal for their pagan faith had its place, but soon the people of Taif realized the practical implications of holding out against the rising tide of Islam. They began to consider the problems they would face from the surrounding tribes that had embraced Islam and decided to negotiate with the Prophet. A delegation of six men headed by Abd Yalel went to Medina. It was Ramadan, the ninth of the Hijrah, and when they reached Medina, the Prophet, peace be upon him, pitched a tent for them in a corner of the mosque so that they could hear people reciting the Quran and witness how Muslims prayed. After several sessions of talks, the Prophet, peace be upon him, invited the visitors to accept Islam, but it was completely alien to their way of life. Finally, they said they would become Muslim if they did not have to perform the five daily prayers. They also asked the Prophet, peace be upon him, not to outlaw adultery, wine and usury for them. Lastly, they insisted on keeping their chief idol, Lat. Naturally, the Prophet rejected these conditions outright. Eventually, the delegation accepted Islam. The only stipulation was that they would not have to destroy Lat with their own hands, and the Prophet agreed to this one request. Uthman bin Abi al-As Thakifi was the youngest member of the delegation. He was usually left in the camp and spent his time learning Quran from the Prophet, peace be upon him, and Abu Bakr. In his way, he memorized a large part of the Quran without informing the other members of the delegation. To the surprise of the others, the young Uthman was appointed chief of the group. The Prophet, peace be upon him, nominated him to lead the others in prayer because of his knowledge and love of the faith and Qur'an. The delegation returned to Taif, but the members concealed their faith from their fellow tribesmen. They attempted to frighten the people by painting a terrifying portrait of the Prophet. We met a wrathful warrior who has come to power by the sword, and the people have accepted his supremacy. He treated us very brutally and threatened to destroy us in battle if we do not ban adultery, drinking and usury. At first the people refused to be intimidated at the threat. Their pride bristled and they declared their readiness to meet the Muslims in battle to defend their false sense of honor. Later, however, the thought of being overpowered by an invading army filled them with terror and they told the delegates to return to Medina and accede to the Prophet's demands. The delegates then disclosed that they had already agreed to all of the Prophet's demands and had embraced Islam. The people of Banu Taqif were relieved at the news, and they all became Muslim. The Prophet, peace be upon him, sent Halid bin Walid, 
Mughira bin Shu'ba Thakafi, and some other people from Taif to demolish the idol of Lat. With this literal and symbolic destruction of idolatry, Taif finally became part of the Islamic State. The delegation of Banu Amr bin Sa'asa included Araba bin Qais, Jabir bin Aslam and Amr bin Tufail. Amr, it must be remembered, was the leader of the massacre of some of the Prophet's companions at Bir Ma'una. He and Arabat came with the intention to assassinate the Prophet, peace be upon him, if the opportunity arose. When the group came to Medina, the Prophet, peace be upon him, invited them to accept Islam. Amr, as leader of the delegation, said, I give you the power to choose one of three options. First, you can choose to rule the people of the valley while I'll rule the desert dwellers. Second, you can name me as your successor. Third, you can refuse the first two, in which case I will march on you with 1,000 horses and 1,000 mares of Hadvan. The Prophet, peace be upon him, declined each of these choices given to him, saying that Allah alone was sufficient to guide Amr and his people. Proceeding according to their plans to kill the Prophet, Arbad moved behind the Prophet wasalam, while Amr engaged him in talk. Arbad tried to draw his dagger, only to find his hand suddenly paralyzed, unable to grip the weapon. The two plotters returned unsuccessful. On the way back from Medina, Amr broke journey at the home of a woman belonging to his clan, the Banu Salul. There, as he lay sleeping, Allah caused him to become very ill. I have a tumor in my throat just like camels have, he said. Am I to die from a camel lump and that too in the house of a woman? Bring me my horse. His steed was brought to him, and he died even as he sat on horseback. Amr's co-conspirator Arbad was struck by lightning, and both he and his camel were reduced to ashes. Allah revealed two verses referring to Arbad's punishment. And he hurls thunderbolts and strikes whomever he wishes. Still, they dispute about Allah, though he is severe in punishment. Chapter 13, verse 13 The deaths of both Amr and Arbad were reported to the Prophet wasallam by the fellow tribesmen, Moila bin Jabal of Banu Amr. He had accompanied the two to Medina, but unlike them, he had accepted Islam at the hands of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and presented him with his camel. At the time, Moila was twenty years old, and he lived to be one hundred years, his eloquence earning him the title, The One with Two Tongues. And that's where we leave our book reading for today. We're reading from the book, When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.